0: Welcome back into to the Texas 1A Fan Backroads Podcast. I'm Craig Spree with the Happy Sports Network and PressPassSports.com.
1: And I'm Bobby Brown, Texas 1A Fan.
0: Well, basketball is in more than full swing. We are deep in the playoffs. we got the boys' regional quarterfinal round coming up this week. Girls are headed to state. We're going to cover all that for you. Plus, uh, just a reminder, we need those uh, track stuff, but... Uh, Bobby, I just got to ask, you were with me at the Region 118 Girls uh, Regional Tournament. How much fun was that?
1: That was so much fun. We saw some really great basketball. That's a fun
0: time about this year is, is you know, when the girls make it to the regional tournament, there generally is not a team that shows up and you go, how in the world did they get here? You see how they got there and the competitive nature. And we saw that in all four teams that we saw in our region the competitive nature and the never give up attitude of the ladies in that. And we'll see it in the boys next week in the regional tournament. It's just it's it's so much fun to watch.
1: It really is. I mean, let's start with region one since you kind of gave us a segue into that. And let's start with the Borden County and Valley game. That semifinal game or the, yeah, semi regional semifinal game in level and i'm telling you that was an extremely fast game yes it was like watching tennis
0: yes breakneck pace the whole time between both teams
1: yes up and down up and down and none of them got tired
0: no they they made me tired watching them
1: (laughs) i couldn't talk that fast (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: it, it was a good one. Valley wins that ball game over Borden County, 55 to 47. And it it was it was impressive from both teams because the hustle on both sides, it just, you know, you watch Callie Edwards from Borden County and, and Brett Kate Barron's just going all out versus Anna Farrell and Charlie Pointer at Valley. It just it made for a really fun basketball game.
1: Oh, I know. And they just got after it. But oh, man, it was so fast. Up and down, up and down, up and down. And it was in control. It wasn't like it was uncontrolled. Uh, so you know that's another good thing about the regional tournament is everyone has their identity as a team, and you can clearly see what that is. And uh, Borden County, you can't count them out in the future. I mean, they played lights out. Valley was just a little bit too much for them. Again, on the other side, we had Sands versus powerhouse perennial powerhouse, Nazareth Swiftettes.
0: We did. Number one versus number two. That's the game everybody's been looking forward to all year long. We talked about it on the podcast for several weeks, and it finally came to fruition. And, you know, after the first half was over with, we had a heck of a ball game. Nazareth was up in that one, 19 to 16. Both teams just going after it. And it, it, was, it was just so much fun basketball to watch. Then the third quarter happened. And oh, that man. Was- whole game has shifted and Sands outscores Nazareth 14 to nothing in the third quarter. I'm not sure that Nazareth, it, it, maybe even in their bad days, has ever been outscored, uh, you know, went scoreless in a quarter. But it was really impressive. And, uh, you know, that whether that was the state final game or not, which, you know, we kind of talked about, was it number one versus number two? End of the right. day it was one heck of a basketball game
1: it really was and the defensive clinic put on on both sides uh was incredible you know i'm very defensive minded anything that has to do with defense i'm all about it and let me tell you i was all about that game wow incredible defense but you're right you know sands came out in the third quarter and it was like they just reached up and punched them in the mouth uh it was like a shocker it was like a total not a i can't say a totally different team it's just like they got themselves together in the locker room, and they came out and they were just running together as one.
0: They they were the impressive thing with Sands was, you know, it's really tough. Most teams when they play Nazareth, they start out the ball game six to ten point deficit because they look at the the stars on the back of the jersey, and you have a reason to be that way. I mean, they've won twenty four state titles, um, and I give Sands credit because they didn't come in in awe of Nazareth and you and I talked about on the broadcast maybe playing them earlier in the season helped them a lot in that situation
1: I think it did
0: yeah but I think that you know their poise to play Nazareth I think was really really helpful and was what helped them uh, especially in that second half uh, run off that 14-0 run (laughs)
1: yeah that was incredible I mean we both watched it and I still can't believe that happened it was just an incredible thing to to watch but and then you know you had. Yesterday, we had Sands uh, versus Valley, very two well-matched teams, plays um, very similar type basketball. Valley lost to to Sands, and Sands is going to stay, but I'm here to tell you, the next few years, you better watch out, Valley is coming.
0: Yeah, no, the Lady Patriots, they lose one senior who uh, put in significant time, Charlie Pointer. Rest of those uh, ladies are freshmen and a sophomore, which is a very scary thought. You know, that game was, in my opinion, was better than I anticipated. Um, I was afraid Sands was going to just have too much quickness for Valley to handle and was going to be able to open up a large lead. But, man, I got to tell you, Valley fought and clawed in that game, and Sands could never put them away till probably the final three, four minutes of that fourth quarter.
1: that's true and and a lot of that has to do with uh Farrell wow she was everywhere and talk about play with passion wow she is a very passionate player and she'll just get right after you I think that has a lot to do with it and Cruz came in as well she's a sophomore for Valley and she did an outstanding job but you know when you have Alyssa Martinez Landry Morrow Bianca Plata um porous from sands i mean they and reyna wow that's talk about a serious five player team right there and you know they have some help off the bench
0: yeah no, definitely they do uh the one who uh, really impressed me you know obviously for obvious reasons are martinez and morrow martinez is as fast as any guard you're going to run across and i mean she's just a very difficult matchup for defense's Landry Morrow, though, you and I talked about her. You know, this sounds bad when we say she doesn't look like this stud basketball player when you're just kind of watching. But and then the tip goes up and you're like, holy cow, check this girl out. She can play some basketball.
1: I think I explained it to someone the other day. You know, when she's just standing there, you're like, oh yeah, you know, she's she's a high school girl. And yeah. then she moves and you're like, holy cow my gosh how does she move that way and she is tough on those rebounds she got so many rebounds and then you have Alyssa getting skills steals and then at the end of the game Landry Morrow come up with three big huge steals to take it down and and put it away yesterday so the Sands Lady Mustangs are going to the state tournament let's let's switch over to region
0: two well, before we do that, because this this leads into Region 2, so Sands will be making their second state appearance, but you have to realize their first time was in 1960 when they allowed the quarterfinal teams to come in there. Wow. So this is the furthest Sands has ever been in the school's history, so congratulations to the Lady Stings, which pushes us to Region 2 where more history was going on. The tournament winner hasn't been back to state, in 45 years.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. I know. Uh you know, Robert Lee won that region 2 over there. They're going to go to the state tournament and they had some very close games, the first and the and the final game with Hermaley. They have some some really good players, some good players off the bench and I have been told I haven't seen them play a full game. I've seen little snippets, but I have been told that they are really salty. And they're going to get it done or try to at the state tournament. But, you know, you can't count out Hermely. And Hermely fought them tooth and nail and were ahead of uh, in that ball game for a long time. I, I'm a great fan of multitasking. So yesterday when we were broadcasting, I was also switching back and watching that game. So it was a really, really good game going on over there in Snyder at the Coliseum.
0: Yeah, and so Robert, Robert Lee wins that one 53 to 50, and you're right, it was back and forth all day long in that one, and that also ended up being the closest regional final, kind of hard to believe, but that was the closest one we had, all three other regions were double-digit victories
1: they were i also watched the region 4 and we'll get that to that here in just a little bit i wish i could have watched region 3 but you know it's hard to broadcast and watch three other games going on at the same time
0: so uh, robert lee the winner the lady steers out of region 2 they move on to the state tournament and then we will go to region 3 where huckabee beats rutland springs the lady cows playing extremely good basketball but huckabee wins that one 52 to
1: 42 you know, that was the first time that Richland Springs had made it since 1976, I believe. Wow. I think, it, um, you know, they've been trying to turn the girls program around there at Richland Springs for a while, but they they run up against the another powerhouse from Region 3, Huckabee. It seems like they're always in the hunt at the end of the season, and Huckabee puts that one away. Uh, the semifinal game between Huckabee and Dodge City was a pretty good one. Um, you know, Dodd City's defending state champ from last year, so we're going to have a new state champ crowned this year. Well, and it's
0: going to be kind of interesting because the last few years has been pretty much Dodd City and Nazareth, and you look up and it's, there's a lot of names there, you just like, hey, it's been a while, it's, 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 it's fun to see. Uh, now, if you ask Dodd City or Nazareth, they're like, "Well, I'm turning this program off now because I don't want to listen to what you got to say." <laughs> they're it's kind of cool to see some some new blood down there.
1: Right, we're going to have you know some really good teams down there. I think the state tournament is going to be an outstanding one. But from Region Three, Huckabee Lady Indians, they're headed to the Alamo Dome uh, to play in the state tournament. And like I said a while ago, I watched the majority of the Region 4 tournament. They had it live streaming from Del Valle High School, which is nice. I love that. And it wasn't in FHS, so I didn't have to pay for it. I believe that high school has a YouTube channel. Hopefully, they'll have that going for the boys this coming weekend as well. But one thing about Netches. When they were playing Fayetteville the first few minutes, a girl named I think I'm saying her name right, Seely, Seely Harris, popped several threes just like in the first couple of minutes. Netchez went up on Fayetteville and they never looked back in that in that basketball game.
0: Well, Netchez making a back-to-back appearances. Of course, they were there last year, failed to Dodd City there in the semifinals. 65 to 20 and uh, getting a big win over Fayetteville that's a team that you and I both uh, thought a lot of and that just tells you how good Netches is this year to beat them by 30.
1: Yes and and the one thing I know I commented to you is those two always battle it out in volleyball to see who is going to go to the state tournament so here we are in another sport and they are back at it and Netches, they ran the ball really well they are excellent outside shooters from behind the three-point arch they're going to make their way to the alamo dome as well and we do have those matchups so the 8 30 game on thursday yes folks this thursday can you believe it's already time it's unbelievable it's, it's just gone by so fast 8 30 robert lee lady steers will play netch's lady tigers And then the 10 a.m. game, Sands Lady Stains versus the Huckabee Lady Indians. It's going to be two great matchups. I can't wait to watch it. Good luck, ladies. I know you've worked really hard to get here. And congratulations to those teams that have lost out over the playoffs, the series of the playoffs the last few weeks. Uh, I know track is probably up next for you and golf and tennis and all those wonderful things. One act play. We got one act play going on, Craig. Wow. So there's lots of activities. You know how the spring is. It gets crazy, but we still have those four teams left in basketball and we're going to see who comes out on top on Saturday morning at eight thirty. That's when the one a game is. Well,
0: and the last couple of notes there, when you talk about Natchez, so they were in the state tournament last year. Uh, before that, they were three time state champions in 2009, 2000, sorry, 2010, 2011, and 2012. They won it in 2012, uh, the third of those, defeating a team called LiPan in the final 60 to 41. So that, that's impressive there. And then for Huckabee, the Lady Indians, they will be
1: making their first ever trip to the state tournament. Really? That's awesome. I'm glad that you looked that up. We've seen Huckabee in the playoffs so many years. And especially what the last eight years, I would say. And they have just done an outstanding job. And I'm glad that they've gotten over the hump and they're going to be able to experience the girls' state championship.
0: Definitely. It's it, you know, and we talk about the new blood here, and, and it really is because Sands, only going back for the second time. It's been 1960 since they were back. Robert Lee, the Lady Steers, this is only their second appearance ever. They won it in 1978. Huckabee, their first time ever there. Netches has been there, I think this is their sixth time. They seem like the veterans in this, and yet they haven't won a state title since 2012. Now, they were there last year, but, man, they're going to walk in there going, we own this place, you know, nobody else (laughs) has been here
1: hey you know there's a lot to be said about experience especially with the atmosphere you know the environment is electric and everybody's excited and and you know you can't help but feel a little nervous because you know it's the Alamo Dome's a pretty large how how did you explain it yesterday cavernous cavernous that is a perfect word to explain it and when you get in there on that Tiny, well, it's a big basketball court, but it looks tiny compared to the rest of the building. And so I think that experience of playing in that atmosphere is going to to help Netches and the Lady Tigers just a little bit.
0: It definitely will. So you talked about it, 8.30 on uh, Thursday morning, number four, Robert Lee, and number six, Netches, And then at 10 o'clock, number one, Sands, and number three, Huckabee, doing battle with a, a shot for the state title Saturday morning at 8.30. So let's move on over to the boys now, and it is the regional quarterfinal round. And, man, there's some great matchups staring us right here in the face. And I want to start – I'm not going to start in Region 1. I want to start in Region 4.
1: Region 4 is insane.
0: uh, It it is. So much fun goes on in Region 4. And, uh, you know, when you look at the matchups at the top half of the bracket, you've got Sherino and Hubbard. And Hubbard is a team that beat number 20 Wells – they're going to do battle Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at Slocum. And then McMullen County, as we now know them, is run TMC.
1: I love that so much. I can't even tell you. <laughs>
0: Taking on Canepa, and uh, that
1: uh, should be a good matchup there. Canepa, uh defeated number 22 Bartlett. And McMullen defeated Dimebox yesterday. Although it was, fairly, it was a lot closer. Um, the score was a lot closer than I really thought it would be. But, um, oh, run TMC, McMullen County. They uh, they must have really run Box the Longhorns, down yesterday because they come out with a win to head to the quarterfinals. Yeah, Diamond
0: Dimebox, number five in the state, McMullen County, taking them out. On the bottom half of that bracket, number 18, Trinidad, is going to take on Abbott. That one's Tuesday night at 7 o'clock in Corsicana. And then in the bottom half of that bracket, North Zulch, the fourth-place team out of District 29 that Calvert sits in, gets to take on their district rivals, the number two uh, Calvert Trojans. That one's Tuesday night at 630 at Leon High School. Calvert coming off a big win, and I think impressive win, over San Perlito, ranked number six in the state.
1: Yes, and I watched that game. Wow, what a game. I mean, San Perlito was in it until about halfway through the third quarter, The Trojans main, you know, their star player, Eli Terry, the one who's been scoring 60 and 70 points a game that we saw earlier this season, he just kind of went cold. They didn't give up, but he went a little cold. And then another thing, they had MJ Thomas with four fouls and they couldn't seem to take the ball at him. So it's like he got four fouls for Calvert and San Perlita didn't take it at him so um, there were some things that happened late in that game that really tipped the tipped the hat in favor of Calvert and Calvert comes away with that win but I know it was a hard-fought game it was great to watch
0: it was and uh, you know I think the unsung hero in that ball game hats off to Caden Bridges he played outstanding for Calvert in that one And, and you know we we talk about coaching and An interesting move by the head coach, Coach Thomas, MJ's dad, uh, for Calvert. He started the second half with MJ on the bench, knowing he had those three fouls. And I thought that was very interesting. And Calvert stuck with San Perlita. They weren't able to, you know, run away from them at that moment. And then when he came in, it's like it was this, I don't know, this Reignited spark plug in Calvert. and I do think that was the difference. And, uh, you know, that's a brave coaching move to do that. Most people would be like, what are you doing? Uh, brave <laughs> Your coaching. Six,
1: seven division one standout player is sitting on the bench. But yeah, yeah. And he was a spark plug for the Calvert uh, Trojans. I mean, just just incredible. Just yeah. incredible.
0: And, and one last note that we got out of that game, thanks to the uh, San Perlita uh, folks uh, who were broadcasting it mj thomas is six foot seven he's a division one prospect by the way folks if you don't think getting your grades is not important just ask mj thomas he's supposedly right now in place to be the valedictorian for them
1: yes but you know and he's a junior but you know when you're number one in the class i mean i guess that's probably why i got an offer from vandy vanderbilt and oklahoma state already as a junior
0: yeah most definitely so let's move up to region A three top half of the bracket. Morgan, the winners out of district twenty, gets to take on number eleven Lingleville. Uh, they are the winners out of region nineteen there. And then in the bottom half of that top part of the bracket, Dodd City, number fourteen in the state, gets to play pairing with the runners up out of district twenty one, who had a big upset over Avenger, number 12 in the state. And so uh, Perrin Witt and Dodd City going to do battle Tuesday night at 7 o'clock in Gainesville.
1: I bet that was a crazy game to watch, that Perrin versus Avenger game. I believe it went into overtime. Wow. And and they come out with the win. There were several upsets like that, and that was one of them. So Perrin's going to get Dodd City on Tuesday. So we'll, we're going to see how far the, that runner-up Perrin pirates can go
0: well, and you know you wonder if Perrin was a little underlooked. They're the runners up out of District Twenty One, which Grayford sits in. And <laughs> so you know, as you as the runner up, most people think, okay, well it's the runner up. But if Grayford is your district champion, you may be better than people realize.
1: Um- No, there's no may about it. They are better than people. I mean, just like we saw with Borden County, Borden County girls are in the same district with Sands. I mean, they had to face that three different times. And I mean, once once you face that, it's like, okay, we can take on anybody. I mean, Perrin may have said, you know, hey, we've been playing Grayford. We can take Avenger.
0: Exactly. Then the bottom half of that bracket, and here comes in District 19. So, Lingleville is in. They were the winners of District 19 in the top half. Bottom half, you got Huckabee, number 21 in the state. They were the runners-up out of that district. And Strawn, the Greyhounds, say, hey, we can do more than just play a little football. Third in that district. Those two are going to do battle in a game there as
1: well. Oh, man. I really wish I could get to Weatherford High School on Tuesday to watch that game. I bet it's going to be off the hook. (laughs)
0: You have to get Dwayne Lee to, to do a little Facebook Live for you.
1: You know what? I should ask Coach Lee to do that. That would be really nice. Hey, Coach Lee, can you can you go ahead and Facebook Live that uh, game so I can watch it, please? <laughs>
0: uh, by the way, just as he listened to this, he already texted you and said, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not going to hold my phone during the whole game. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the but maybe, of- maybe someone from Strawn is listening yeah. and... And we'll do that. So
0: definitely bottom half of that bracket Miller Grove with the upset over uh, midway number 19 in the state. They are the runners runner ups out of district 23 behind Dodd City. They say hello, Grayford Grayford number three in the state winners out of district 21. Those two are going to do battle tomorrow night
1: at seven o'clock in Burleson. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. I mean, Miller Grove may sneak in there. You, You just never know. One thing about the playoffs that I like to remind people is, because I've seen it happen too many times, anyone can be beat on any given night.
0: Yes, especially in basketball, especially when you get this late, Uh, a cold shooting night can really doom you.
1: It really can. Look what it did to San Perlita in the third and fourth quarter they were shooting lights out and then went cold and it just it just falls the other way so you never know what's going to happen we saw it in the region one girls tournament with the foul trouble right you know so many different variables in basketball that can affect a team's ability to win
0: well ask laneville we saw that one of 26 uh from three point land and the coach said Hey, you just can't overcome that. Yeah, that, that's tough. One of 26 from behind the arc is tough to pick up a victory when you're shooting like that.
1: But, but <laughs> they kept trying, you know, shooter, shoot, right?
0: Well, that that that's what I'm told. And the odds eventually will go in your favor. But they just didn't tell Laneville that you had to shoot a thousand times for the odds to switch. Well, over.
1: that's true. We said the same thing this weekend when Alyssa Martinez come out pretty cold the first quarter against Valley yesterday, and then I said, you know, she's going to start. She kept shooting them. They were right on the money, just weren't going in, and and finally she started hitting some, so you never know. Shoot or shoot, it'll start, sometimes it'll start going in, and other times you're just going to have an off night. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Most definitely, you just have to uh, tip your hat to Lady Luck and say it was not my night. <laughs> we're oh. Over to Region Two, top half of the bracket, the Balmer Ray Bears, another team that says, "Hey, we do more than play football." They get to take on Arion County, number nine in the state. The winner's out of District Eleven, and that is the other Monday night game we've got at six o'clock in Rankin.
1: Yes and I believe that one's going to be on the Rankin Red Devil Network. You can watch it and listen to it. They're going to be broadcasting and streaming it. We have that link on our broadcast page if you scroll to the bottom. So you can watch Balmaray versus Erion County. Balmaray with the win over Eden. I think some were surprised with that Uh, but the Bears battled and came out with the win and then, you know, it's no surprise to anyone that Arian County is here in the regional quarterfinal round. They are real salty, and I expect them to, to give EULA a run for their money in the regional finals. <laughs> I know, you know, that's a few games away, but um, they are just, they're firing on all cylinders right now.
0: Well, I mean, we'll get we'll get there in a minute, because you and I are going to make uh, picks just like we did. Oh boy. We did pretty good on the girls' side, so we'll we'll see how we do on the boys' side. Uh, also, in that top half of the bracket, uh, matchup of the two top twenty-five ranked teams: number twenty-five Electra, winners out of District sixteen, and number twenty-four Aspermont, winners out of District fifteen, are doing battle Tuesday night at six o'clock in Childress.
1: You know, I got a lot. I got to say, shout out to Coach Cade Brown from Aspermont he's from rural and he played for coach blacker so we got a we got a blacker pupil over in astromont in charge of the hornets so I'm sure they probably play very similar basketball the more players that come up under coach ryan blacker at jayton and play then you'll you know that they're going to play the same type of basketball which is a little scary because you know Jaden's always really good. Coach Blacker does a great job. But yeah, coach Brown over at Aspermont got the Hornets playing very well. Um the Electra Tigers now. I know that you have a you have a soft place for them right now, don't you? I do and I, I'm not
0: quite sure why. I, I have to be honest, I've not seen them play, but I've seen a lot of their scores pop up and I don't know. They just I I kind of like those teams that nobody has been talking about and kind of slipping in the back door, and it kind of feels like that's what Electra is doing. You know, that Electra is one of those towns that used to be a big 2A school um, and, and had some success, now finally uh, maybe gaining a little bit of ground or footing here in Class 1A. So uh, it should be an interesting matchup, I think, in Childress Tuesday night. Bottom half of that bracket, number 16 at Water Valley who will be moving up to 2A instead of the other way. They will be moving up to 2A. They were the runners-up to Erion County in District 11. They will take on Van Horn Tuesday night at 630 in Kermit.
1: Yeah, Van Horn, they won their district, District 9, and they've been surprising some folks. So I think we have two – I mean, I think that Van Horn is not surprising as far as athletic because, you know, I think that a lot of their same athletes – who played football who did so well this past fall are also doing well on the basketball team and they have uh, they have many kids who can step in and play so uh you know but then there sits water valley and we know the type of athletes they have
0: yes and in the bottom half of that bracket the hermley cardinals we know about them they've got some uh some uh, digby boys there uh Out of uh, District 14, they will take on EULA, a team that you have a soft spot for, uh, out of District 13, Tuesday at 6 o'clock at McMurray University.
1: Well, I don't know if you'd call it a soft spot. I just know that EULA is always tough. I mean, those kids from EULA, I mean, I think they're born playing basketball over in Region 2, kind of like Nazareth is in, in Region 1. Um, But they're going to, they're going to, I think they're going to have their hands full because Hermely, you know, they are just rough and tumble and they'll just take it right at you again with coach slamming Sammy winners from Hermely. He's got those boys playing really well. And I think that they jumped up in surprise Monday because I don't think they were picked to win that game.
0: Well, that's that's impressive there. You know, it's really cool about uh, region two here. When you look at it, six of the eight districts are still represented in the regional quarterfinal round. So lots of parity going on there. You know, we look at a lot of these and you'll look up and three teams out of one district and three teams out of another. And oh, there's a couple others thrown in there. Six of the eight districts here in region two. To me, that that makes this very much open and a lot of fun as well.
1: I think it is because, you know, lots of these teams really haven't played each other. It'll be their first time to see each other this season. So it's going to be fun over in Region 2. And that, uh, those games, one is Monday and the rest are Tuesday. So it's a little, little different there.
0: Yeah, and then we'll finish up in uh, Region 1 where we've got some outstanding matchups. Top half of the bracket. Now, this is a game that uh, was held uh, early in the season, just as Spring Lake Earth was coming out of football. But uh, number 15, Spring Lake Earth, winners out of District 4, taking on number one Tex line, uh, the District 3 winners, Monday night uh, at 7 o'clock at the Paladura High School there in Amarillo. This should be a great matchup, and talk about some athletes. Evan DeLeon, Keyshawn Holmes, Will Luther, Noel Lozano, Elias Espino, Caden Castillo. It's going to be littered with athletes out there. Should be a lot of fun to watch, and I promise you, Neither team will score less than fifty points.
1: Oh no, this is gonna be oh, this is gonna be a great basketball game. Like you said, I mean, Evan DeLeon. I mean, how do you, he's he's just unbelievable. I mean, he's just great. But then you know, for spring like earth, and then you got big Keyshawn Holmes down there. He's got such a soft shot around the, the basket, and they've got a whole host of other Wolverines around them. And I think they're going to play great. But you know me, I've picked text line this whole year because of Will Luther and Espino and, and all the, I mean, the tornadoes, they are just really, really tough this year. Really tough.
0: They are really good. And that's, you know, Spring Lake Earth in any other region might have a shot to come out of it. Mm-hmm. I just, boy, it's going to be tough. I, I don't know that anybody can beat Textline here in region one. Uh, also in that top half of the bracket, Grady, the uh, winners out of district Eight, taking on number 23, Wood winners out of district seven. That one is Tuesday night at six 30 in La Mesa.
1: Yes. And the Wood Harrell, you know, Wood Harrell Panthers, they jumped up and surprised me a little bit with basketball. You know, they were a breakout kind of winner in football. And now here they are showing up again in basketball obviously they have been just playing like gangbusters because they they've won their playoff games by a pretty large margin
0: they have uh bottom half of the bracket now matchup of two top 10 teams in the same district <laughs> number seven nash runners up out of district three number 10 will dorado the third place team out of district three doing battle tuesday night at 7 30 at uh, Caprock there in amarillo Nazareth has beaten Will Dorado twice this year. They beat them in double overtime over in Will Dorado and then defeated them at home by a, a larger margin. But that should be a great matchup there. Coach Schulte and Coach Copley doing battle at Caprock Activity Center in Amarillo.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's all you have to say is Schulte and, and Copley. I mean, come on. Basketball <laughs> royalty there. Uh, two teams are going to go at it once again. And I'm excited to see because, you know, it's been a couple weeks since they played and, you know, they may have learned something from the opponents they've played. So uh, you never know how that one's going to go, because like you said, that double overtime that Naz had to go in with Will Dorado, that first district game. Wow. Can you imagine if that happens again tomorrow?
0: Oh, wow. That would be wild. And then finally, we'll finish off in that uh, region. Klondike, the Cougars, number three out of District 8, uh, sitting behind Grady there, taking on number eight, Jaden, the winners out of District 5. That one's Tuesday night as well at 6 o'clock at that uh, wonderful gym in Lubbock at Friendship High School.
1: Oh, yeah. that I really think that that's going to be
0: a good game. It, it, it's liable to be, but... Man, I got to tell you, you know, you talked about Coach Blacker a while ago. He is, in my opinion, one of the best coaches in the state in the Class A level. And it's just, it is to me, Jaden is one of those teams that every time you play then, they come in with a two, four, six point advantage already because he is such a good coach.
1: Yeah, he he does very good with adjustments, and and you can always bet on the Jaybirds being prepared for any opponent that they're going to face. But, you know, then you have the Klondike Cougars on the other side. I mean, uh, tell me if you remember this name from football season. Josh Aris mendez Exactly. The
0: uh, star running back for the Cougars can play a little basketball as well.
1: He can. I believe he hit 10 three-pointers in that area game on Friday. And, I mean, they just – <clears throat> they just ran away with it with Lorenzo. That surprised me. So I think Klondike is going to give Jayton a run for their money. That will be an interesting one. But again, you know me, Region One. I'm thinking Textline. That's <laughs> just Textline. And I know everybody's saying that and and nobody wants to hear it. But you know, if you look at it and you've seen Textline play and you've seen the other teams play it's it's kind of hard not to choose them so i it, guess it, we're in that point where we're going to choose who we think is going to come out of each region let,
0: let's go after it uh, i'll start in region one and i you know I, I have to go with the text line tornadoes i just don't see that there's another choice there in that region
1: i don't either i really don't i hope i'm wrong i mean what you know Wolverines may jump up and bite them. I don't know, but uh, my gut says text line. I'll let you go with uh, Region 2. I'll give you first choice here. (laughs) Oh, Region 2. I think it's going to come down to Arian County and Eula. I really do. And um, that's going to be a tough battle. And Eula has a really good experience in the playoffs. Uh, Arian County has been there. They went pretty far last year. So this might be the year I'm going to choose. Erion County.
0: All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to go opposite then, and I'm going to. Although I do, I really like Electra. I'm going to go with Eula, but my dark horse is going to be Electric out, uh, Electric, <laughs> Electra out of this region.
1: Yeah, uh, there. I mean, this region's pretty much up for grabs. Really, it is.
0: It is. Region three. I see. I like making the easy choices. I to me, this is Grayford as well. I, I'm not sure that I see anybody uh, toppling Grayford.
1: No, they're kind of like the Slide L of the past few years. You know, they're gonna. It's kind of like the cream rises to the top. But you know, Grayford's been on the cusp of this for a while, and and here they are, and they're running really well. What'd you say? They're number three. Yes. So that kind of says it all, right? It does. And then finally,
0: Region Four. Uh, I'll give you first choice because man, there's some tough ones there.
1: Oh. This one it is a tough one because I really I really think it's gonna come down to McMullen County and Calvert. I really do. And I think it's a toss-up. I really do. Between those two teams, it's gonna be a great game. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it will be, but you gotta make a choice. I know I can't make a choice. I'm sorry. Okay. Um I'm gonna go with Calvert because Calvert has tried the last two years to get there and something's happened or they They had a bad game or, but I think that the stars are aligning this year and Calvert is going to make it out of region four.
0: Impressive. Well, as much as I'd love to agree with you, I'm going to go the opposite way and I'm going to go with run TMC in this one, (laughs) uh, McMullen County, really putting up some points out there. And, uh, I just, man, as much as I love Calvert and I think Caden Bridges just makes Calvert a very dangerous team there, because they're not just one dimensional. Now I'm I'm going to go with the running Cowboys out of McMullen County.
1: Okay. Well, we agreed on what? Two? We agreed on two. And we didn't on the other two. How did we do in the girls, by the way?
0: Well, we uh, both thought Sands was going to win it. So we worked out good there. Uh, we uh, both thought that Huckabee, I think, didn't we think Huckabee would win it?
1: Yeah, I think we chose Huckabee. I know I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that. I know I did. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember what you chose. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. I know we got Sands right. So We got know.
1: Robert Lee right as well. I don't know. Didn't you choose Harmony, though? I may have
0: chose Hermley in that one.
1: Yeah. And then Region 4. And what's funny is we pick these things, and I did get messages <laughs> <laughs> about how you know you didn't pick our team but and you don't have to convince me I know all of these teams are are good and we're all here for the kids we really are you know we play a game it's a game of basketball and there are just some teams like you said that are multi-dimensional and can do many things they don't just do one thing well they do many good things And um, those seem to rise to the top.
0: They do. So uh, one last look here at the regional quarterfinal rounds. 21 winners out of districts still left. Seven runners up. uh, Three who finished in third. And one. North North Souls Who was a fourth place finisher out of district 29. So always always interesting to look at those uh, numbers there. But uh, regional quarterfinals Monday and Tuesday night. Then we will have the regional tournaments Friday and Saturday to see who goes to state, which we'll get to talk about next Sunday night.
1: Yes, and I'm I'm trying to find out if the times for those regional tournaments, they're going to be in the same places as the girls' regionals. Um, let's see. That'd be South Plains College for Region 1, Western Texas College, the Snyder Coliseum for Region 2, Region 3 is at May, uh, Mansfield Legacy and Region 4 is at Del Valle High School. And I'm trying to see if those are still the same times. Sometimes, a lot of times they keep the times the same as the girls' side, but sometimes they switch them up. So I this week I'll contact and make sure that those games are set. And of course, we'll send out the, you know those regional graphics we do and then the state graphics with all the times and information on there. And I try to post those repeatedly in case someone misses them, but it's going to be exciting. And before we know it, before we know it, we'll turn around and it's track season. Well, it is wow. track season.
0: It is track season. And that's a great way to end the show is we'll talk about track. Not a whole lot went on this past week. And, you know, it's a combination of still so many teams playing basketball uh, as well as the weather was just flat out brutal at times, which really makes it, you know, as, as much as we talk about uh, kids running in really cold weather, sometimes it's just too cold for a track meet.
1: Well, yeah, and then you have to think about pulled muscles and those kinds of things, because that's real, very real when it's cold outside and you're running track. We had also, let's not forget about baseball and softball. We had some tournaments totally canceled because so much ice and snow, especially to the east and southeast uh, Texas, which is odd. You know, it's odd. Like, for example, we were supposed to have one of our photographers, David Chi, um, go to Region 3 to take pictures at the regional um, tournament, and his house pipes froze in Milford. Wow. Wow. I bet they could probably count on one hand one hand how many times that has happened in Milford. But not yeah, only yeah. that, but um, he told me that um, he had a cow that was calving at the same exact time, wow. and the cow didn't make it, but the calf did. And so all of this was happening on the Friday that he was supposed to go take pictures. So you know, sometimes we we try so hard and we make plans, but life happens. And I think David's wife would have probably hurt him a little bit if he would have left her with frozen pipes, a dead cow and a newborn calf. (laughs) That's a lot.
0: That is is a whole lot for one human being to handle. But uh, you know, this week it looks like the weather's going to be better throughout the state of Texas. So Going to be track meets out there. If you have a track meet, get the official results, not the parent sitting in the stands, timing their kid, even though that's what we all like to do, the official results to Texas 1A Fan. Just drop us an email, texas1afan at gmail.com. Shoot those results to us because Bobby's got the infamous spreadsheet out there that everybody loves that shows top five in the region and top five in the state.
1: Yeah, and it's coming. It may be a little slim the first week. This is not the first week. It comes out the first Monday in March. Well, which is around the corner. right. It's a week from tomorrow. So I <laughs> need some track stuff to put in there. I've already got some from region one. Brandon Passman, we talked about that last week, just blew the mile or the two mile out of the water. It ran in like a nine minute, six seconds. I, it was insane. So he's already in region one on the top five. And then we have Region 4. We've got some, some kids on uh, the Region 4 list already. And I did notice that Forsberg ran into track meet. And so they are also in, uh, they're in Region 3. So some of those kids from Forestburg are already on the top five. So we need those results. Get them in. It's my favorite thing to do behind football. And I will spend hours combing through that stuff. If the results are online, tell me where. I'll go get them. And if they are not, then send them to me in a PDF or Word document or spreadsheet or whatever you got. I don't care what it is. As long as it's official, I'll take it.
0: There you go. Well, Bobby, that's going to wrap it up for us this week on the Backroads Podcast. By the time we gather next Sunday, we'll have a girls' state champion. So best of luck to Robert Lee, Netches, Sands, and Huckabee as they go for a state title. And we will know who will be making the trip to San Antonio on the boys' side as both the regional quarterfinals and the regional tournaments go on both Monday and Tuesday and then the Friday and Saturday. So it should be lots of fun, lots to talk about. But until we gather again, I'm Craig Speer with Happy Sports Network and PressFastSports.com.
1: And I'm Bobby Brown, Texas 1A fan. Remember, go forward and do good.